Hello. Welcome to Pondering Monkeys, episode 47. Uh, it's me, your host, Blair. Uh, yeah, Cardin's still out for a little bit, um, but I think he's coming back. Okay, so a little uh, housekeeping business. Um, I'm sorry I was delinquent and did not post a podcast uh, a week and a half ago. And um, I apologize. I was on a trip. I, I, I went to see my mom and stepdad in the beautiful state of Kansas. And I was gone for about a week. So, and when I got back, I was a little behind. So, um, spent some time getting caught up and now we're back on track. So my apologies. Um, okay. Episode 47. So this episode has been in the works for a while. This is actually kind of a topic that Cardin and I talked about doing months ago. It just kind of got pushed to, you know, pushed aside, but it's one that I feel is a very appropriate and it. It's one of those I guess, conversations that I think everybody listening can relate to. So I felt like, you know what, let's just, let's just have this conversation. And really what it's about is if somebody asked you, okay, just come up and randomly said, do you consider yourself a positive person? Okay. Not just with like your job or parenting or situational, like the whole package, you as a person, are you a positive person? Well, if somebody was to ask me that question, or if I was to fill out a questionnaire and there was a, that was the question and there was a yes box and a no box, I would definitely be a yes box guy. Um, and I do, I, I mean, I, I really genuinely feel that I am a positive person. So then the question has to be asked, well, well what does that really mean? Okay, so, so yeah, you say you're a positive person, but what does that mean? You know, give us some, give us some insight into that. So I thought about that. I, th- I thought, okay, so if I was to, you know, if it was an essay question, I would have to say, um, I try to focus more on good things than bad things, right? I mean, you know, we, we all admit that we're surrounded by a lot of negativity uh, every day, and I try to sort through it and find the positive stuff that, that happens. I really do. Um, when, when something bad does happen, you, you try to find a good spin on it, you know, the, the proverbial silver lining kind of thing. And, and it doesn't always work, but, but a lot of times, you know, you can, you can find a positive out of a negative. Um, one, one thing that I've made a conscious decision to do in my life, and I've tried to teach my kids to do, was try to be a positive experience in other people's lives. Even something so, you know, um, kind of cliche and uh, what's the word? Sappy as a smile and a wave, you know, just greeting people at the post office or at the grocery store. Just a, you know, they, they've done studies where smiling uh, makes other people feel better and it makes you feel better, Okay. So, you know, when I'm in an airport, yeah, a nice smile to a stranger, you know, not the I'm going to follow you home smile, you know, just a a nice casual smile. It does. It does work. Um, the, The old adage about if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. True. Okay. Very true. And even though I do violate this positive code once in a while, it, it is, it is true. 
try to try to withhold your your negativity. Okay, um, and sometimes you have to just lie. Yeah, and I think we we all know those situations. You know, like, uh, honey, do these pants look good on me? Mm-hmm. Yep, they do. Yep. Uh, do you like the color of my hair? Yeah, yeah, it's it's really nice. It's you know spot on. Um, hey, do you think my baby's cute? Oh man, look at those eyes. Oh, he's got your husband's nose. Yeah. You know, so so sometimes being a little deceptive or a little dishonest is is a positive thing, right? You're avoiding negative reactions. How about avoiding situations that could get negative in a hurry, right? Like talking politics with a volatile person. Mm, yeah, that usually doesn't work out. Trying to, to you know, reason with a angry junk person. Mm, nope. Not much positive to be had there. There's a lot of situations that it's probably easier just to walk away and avoid a negative situation, which is actually kind of a positive thing to do. Um, In my business dealings, I've always tried to be a fair person to do business with, you know, and I would kind of lump that in with being a positive person. I'm not looking to, uh, I guess, you know, screw anybody in a business deal. I want it to be fair and I want, you know, I want both parties to be happy that it was an equitable business deal, right? Fair. Everybody was, it's kind of a win-win. So I think, I think these reasons, you know, that this is what I'm saying, this kind of supports my idea that, yeah, I'm a, I'm a positive guy. I try to be. And of course, that doesn't mean you're always positive, right? There, there's a lot of situations, you know, um, where, okay, your positivity tank is on E, okay? And, and there's a whole lot of negativity just, just wanting to get out there and, and see what it's like. And yeah, I think that makes us human. But there's some really interesting information and data about, you know, being a positive person versus a negative and believe it or not, the odds say we're more aligned with being negative. And that is factual. There is, a, there is a lot of studies. When I started looking at this subject, I wanted to get some data and some information, some background. And there's actually a lot of information out there. There's a lot of data and there's a lot of studies that pretty much conclusively show we are actually attracted to negativity more than we are positivity. Which, I guess if you look at how we live our lives, I can believe that. For example, the news. I mean, look at the news. And this is not my opinion. It is very factual. The media focuses on negativity. The media knows what hot words cause reactions with people. They know that pictures of an airplane wreck are going to catch a lot more people's attention than a St. Patrick's Day parade or a kid's birthday party. Okay, we are in tune with negativity, and, and that is scientifically proven. And it seems like, well, that's kind of crazy talk. You, you think, you know, is that what we do? We want to soak in all this negativity? Because undoubtedly, it's going to have an effect on us. And, well, guess what? It does. It does. Social influence and media influence uh, 
has a very detrimental effect on people. Depression, anxiety, you know, things that, that, that people suffer in a lot of times are exacerbated, related to, or even brought on by things we do to ourselves. You know, by subjecting ourselves to, to the negativity in the news and, and the negativity that's going on in our world, it's going to have an effect eventually. Now, not everybody the same way, but generally speaking, it isn't good for us. The medias have what they call a negativity bias that, you know, they, they know very well how the negativity works and negative news works. The negativity bias is when negative news leaves a much more lasting impression than positive news. So basically, bad stuff sticks with us more than good stuff. And they know this, and again, this is very well documented. A British psychologist, Dr. Graham Davey, studied this exclusively. He had a lot of studies that were on the, psycho the psychological effects of media violence on people. And his quote was, negative news can significantly change individuals' moods, especially with broadcasts that emphasize suffering. So, yeah, it, it, it can cause actually long-term effects. There was a study after 9-11, and people that were basically um, exposed to, you know, the coverage after 9-11 was 24-7, was and it went on for months. And basically, people that were exposed to that suffered, a lot of people suffered PTSD-like symptoms. So yeah, it does have an effect. And sometimes it's, it's something that you just, you just don't get over. So undoubtedly, it is going to have an effect on your mood. And that's what sells papers. That's what sells the news. They, they know that by promoting negative in these hot buttons, right, that we, you know, war, bombs, death, murder, um, they, they know that's going to get our attention. Just, just look at the fact that in podcasts, which this is a podcast, right, most of the most, of the most popular podcasts are what? Crime stories. Well, I'm pretty sure that wouldn't be lumped under positive news, right? I don't have statistical evidence of this, but I'm going to guess most of the crime stories are around murder, right? And there's some devious plot involved. And people love that stuff. And I don't really think you could really put it in the, well, it's a real positive, you know, category. So people are purposely drawn to it. And again, it's, it's scientifically proven. There is no shortage of studies that talk about that very phenomenon, that, that we seem to be obsessed as a, as a society and as a people with true crime. Now, they say a certain amount of obsession, of obsession is, is actually healthy. That's okay. But the question is, though, the why? You know, again, why are we attracted to these seemingly negative things? There's kind of a general list of explanations, you know, kind of a kind of a summary of the studies that have been done. One of the things was that evil fascinates us. You know, as as a people we seem to be really kind of preoccupied with, you know, these crazy evil people doing these horrific things. And there's there's different reasons for that. 
One is that we're exposed 24-7 to these news stories that, that cover these horrific crimes, sometimes lasting days and weeks, the coverage. And people being people, we can't look away from a train wreck. If there's something, you know, if there's something bad to be seen or heard, we're all over it. There's some things that suggest that maybe it's in our genetic code, right? We take in and we're aware of negative things out of almost this survival instinct. Hearkening back to the days of when we were cave people, you know, you had to be aware of things like bears, saber-toothed tigers, and, you know, there was a lot of things back then that could kill you. You get caught daydreaming in a field of daisies, you might just get taken out by a bear. Yeah, that's pretty negative. So what about the fact that a lot of people take pleasure in knowing they're not the victim in these stories? So at the conclusion of this horrific story, there's a sigh of relief that says, whew, I'm glad I'm not the guy that got chopped up in the wood chipper and fed to feral cats. Yeah, I guess I can see that. There's also a study that suggests that people are actually happy they're not the perpetrator. Yeah, I don't quite understand that one. We all like to be scared, or most of us, to a degree. Hence the popularity of, you know, amusement parks that borderline almost kill you on their rides. We do like to be scared, controlled scared. The adrenaline rush that comes with those kind of things is the same. It's the same thing that when we hear a story or we watch these, these murder mysteries, there is this kind of endorphin release. It stimulates us. And lastly, we love a good story. There's just something about hearing a good story of murder and mayhem that really just, you know what, just tops it off. And if you think the people's fascination with, you know, true crime is interesting, here's another thing that's interesting. We as people have a tendency to take good news and put a negative spin on it. Yeah, yeah. So not even good news is safe from bad news. For example, you know, when you're, when you're cruising through the Facebook pages and you see that uh, your good friend, the, the Petersons, went to Hawaii for the fourth time, are you really happy for him? Or is it more like, huh, you know, Cindy looks a little chubby in that, that swimsuit she's got. You know, isn't this like the fourth time they've gone? They must have taken a second mortgage on their house. These little negative thoughts creep into your head. And not everybody. I'm sure there's some really, you know, really nice positive people that enjoy those endless pictures of the luau's and the, you know, feast at the beach while we're home doing our mundane jobs and living life. German researchers even published a study. It was called Envy on Facebook, a hidden threat to a user's life satisfaction. That sounds pretty serious. But what they found was that, yeah, this, this envy, anger, jealousy, it's real. And it's actually normal? Well, that's what they said. Jealousy comes from comparing about how you are at this particular moment to how you perceive other people are. It sparks dissatisfaction from yourself and your surroundings. And this dissatisfaction can take the form of anger and this jealousy. So 
when somebody else is having a good time, it does the opposite for you. Well, well, why is that? Again, is this kind of us being drawn towards negativity, even in a positive situation? And in the study, they talked about that there's really no end to jealousy, no matter what you do or have. Someone else, as you see it, is always going to have something more than what you do. Well, that's a, that's a pretty daunting thing, really. So when you start to look at all this information that we're, we're talking about, you know, these studies that have been done, that really proves beyond a doubt, yeah, this is kind of human nature, what we're talking about. So, so the question is, well, what do you do about it? You know, where do you go from here? What if you say, you know what? I don't want to be a negative, normal person. I want to be positive, truly positive. Is that possible? Are you fighting evolution? Are you fighting, you know, the, against the current? Well, there's studies about that too. And there's good news. You can change the course. You can become a more positive person but it's going to take practice and a lot of hard work. You see, what we're talking about is overriding everything from a genetic to a conditioned condition. And you're going to have to make some lifestyle changes and actual changes in your life to break that cycle. So there is kind of a to-do list on becoming more of a positive person. And guess what the first thing is? Well, yeah, you'll limit your exposure to negative news and just negativity in general. You, you try to incorporate more good things in your life than bad. It, it seems simple enough, but again, for a lot of the reasons we've, always, we've already talked about, it's not as easy as it probably seems. And that's why it, is, it does take a concerted effort to do it. But I think it'd be worth it. And, and something as simple as just making a conscious choice. You know, do I want to be positive with the physical and mental health benefits? The improved feeling of self-worth and overall positive attitude and confidence? Or do I want to choose to be negative, kind of normal negative? And the proven ill effects it has on both our physical and our mental health self-worth, and just overall dissatisfaction with life. So the first thing is, you know, regarding that is you, you got to make the decision that the positivity is what you want. Be around positive people. You know, avoid, avoid negative people, even if it's kind of the normal negative. I mean, if you're really trying to make a change in your life, be around people that have already made that change or want to make the same change. There are studies talking about how high the failure rate is in smoking cessation. When you have a couple that are trying to quit smoking, or if you have one of the couple that's trying to quit smoking, when only one person's trying to quit, the success rate of the other one is very poor. However, when both people are trying to quit, it's significantly higher, the success rate. So, yeah, it, it helps if you're around other people that are trying to be more positive. The same lines of what you're trying to do. 
the old thing about don't worry about what you can't control. And very true. In a number of the studies that I talked about, that was one of the key factors is that just brings stress into your life. So focus on things that you do have control over. Focus on what comes out of your mouth. You can't control what other people do or say, but you most certainly have control over what you do and say. And it fits right in with the projecting an overall or more positive attitude. Look at your daily routine. One study mentioned that the majority of people that have an alarm to wake them up in the morning hate the alarm. It's an annoying song or it's an annoying sound they don't really like. So a really easy way is just find something you actually kind of enjoy to wake you up. And don't start your day off as soon as you open your eyes with something kind of negative. Then there's things like having dreams and goals in your life. And this is regardless of your age or where you're at in your life. They've talked many times about the importance of knowing where you're going and just having the, the, these goals and dreams laid out. Sometimes it helps to have short-term and mid-term goals and long-term goals. But have a sense of you know where you're going, and that also gives you a sense of control of your life. Don't compare yourself to others like we talked about with the, the study with the, the Facebook. You don't use that as a gauge of your life. Your life is your life. It's individual. Don't gauge the success or failure of your life based on others. There's a rule that I had in coaching, and it was pretty simple. It was called, don't tell me, show me. Because a lot of times in sports, and especially with you know young people, um, they, they can exaggerate things. And a lot of times it's they're exaggerating their own abilities. You know, I could do this or I could do that. So a lot of times my counter was, well, don't tell me about it. Show me. Show me what you can do. And I used it a lot. We even had shirts made up. Don't tell me, show me. And it, it, it's simple, but it's very, very true. So if somebody was to say, I want to be a positive person, I want to be more positive, it's not impossible, but you can't just talk about it. You got to do it. And it's something that you have to incorporate into your life. One of the reasons that Card and I started the podcast is we wanted to cover topics and subjects that actually benefited people, right? That helped people. That people felt like they really got something useful out of. You know, you, you, you wanted the podcast to be a positive experience for people that, you know, kept them coming back. But, but in general they got something out of it that made it a positive experience. So when I was researching this information and preparing this podcast, I thought, yep, that's what I want to do. I want to share this information. And even if it seems kind of like intuitive, like, yeah, you're not really telling us anything we don't already know. Maybe it's just a reminder. I actually did learn some stuff. And I can see where personally, where I thought I was, more of a positive person. I'm guilty of some of the stuff that, you know, points to maybe I have more negativity in my life than I thought. So I got some work to do. Well, this one's a little short. I hope you got something out of it. And I hope I didn't come across as lecturing because I was learning right along with you. 
I thought that was a very interesting topic. And there's actually, like I said, there's a lot of information about this because it's something a lot of people experience. So I hope it was a positive experience. Well, okay. Episode 47 in the books. Looking forward to episode 48. Have a good night. Thank you.